Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> they came out. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but I was informed that they That's received all. the alcohol. They yeah. sell our alcohol. They're from the neighborhood. Nice. Yeah. Did you know we were here before that or no? Yes. Um, yes. All right. Well. Yeah, we thought about including like a flyer with that mailing, but thought it might not have been with the uh, spirit of the law. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two for ones. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't mean we don't still have that mailing list, though. That's right. Oh, that's right. We do. Yeah. Expect. Uh, Got the addresses for everyone within a 500 foot radius of this place. Expect some real creative marketing. <laughs> Like a coconut or something. You could send coconuts to people. Yeah, just put a stamp on them. Yep. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's do it. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called Stab. Stab. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Yes. 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 Stab. Yes, everybody. Welcome to Stab. Uh, we're here every Friday at 10 o'clock or so. Uh, here at 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, nine five eight one eight. Send us a coconut, you know. Callback, comedy. Uh, anyway, you want to meet your contestants this evening? Oh my God! I told you I wouldn't do that, but I did it again. All right, uh, Jason B. Jason B. Can I should I say your whole last name? Jason B. That's it. Zach Zealot. Zach Zealot. Is that your real last name? We'll talk about that. Hi, guys. Zach. Zachary. Marco Cabote. Is that a real name? Yes. Yes. Marco Cabote. Jesse Jones. He's down there. He has the realest name. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much for being here. My name is John Morris Ross IV. Bow down. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry sounded royal there's four of me uh jason b what's up with you <laughs> nothing man <laughs> i uh started making some booze you started making booze yeah. you moved out to Folsom and became an artisan that's what happened to you you made a garden you made bread you made booze jesus <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. There Watch no. your fucking step. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what's new with you? What besides all the What kind of booze are you making? Is it It's just some fruit I found in the dumpster that I mushed up with some sugar and yeast. It's moonshine? Are you well, moonshine? not quite. All right. Well, I expect an invite very soon. Zach. I'm not old enough to drink alcohol. <laughs> are you how old are you, Zach? I'm only twenty. You're only 20? We shouldn't even have had that conversation in front of you. <laughs> Zach Zealot. Is that your real last name or is that some mm, punk rock no, mumbo jumbo? My mom's not that lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach, um, you're in a band called um, POD, right? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. Are you, a, <laughs> are you in a Christian rap rock band <laughs> named POD? Payable on death? Is that what it stands for? We are, we are. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I was in the Christian music scene for a while. <laughs> You've told anyway. me many times. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, what's the name of your band? Where do you, where can we listen to you? Killer Couture Bandcamp. Uh, not Spotify anymore. Facebook. <laughs> well, we're supposed to take that down soon. Um, <laughs> YouTube. All right. What you're saying? They're not signed. Okay. All right. <laughs> one day. One day. We'll pray for you. I'll have all the Christian bands praying together for you. <laughs> Marco Cabote. Hey. With the most hair on the stage. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Marco, what do you do Hopefully. besides um, be in court for custody? I had a trial. <laughs> what was the trial about? Can you talk about it? I, eh, okay. Know. All right. <laughs> no, but I, I did got to go to a trial and participate in it. And, oh, it, and it was like Law and Order. Was it? It was very <laughs> it was. SVU Except or the I, other one? No, not SVU. Or the boring one. Yeah, it was one of the boring <laughs> ones. It, right. it was like the one with uh, with the guy that gets beat with the the soap in the in the pillowcases. What's <laughs> what's Full his metal name? jacket. That guy. Yeah, yeah, it was like the full metal jacket guy. You went to the ar- an army uh, trial. No, the full metal jacket guy. He had a, he had a really bad one. He had a bad <laughs> Law and Order. Does nobody remember? Did I make up the one he was in? The the the, the I don't remember the name of it. It was C- on Criminal Rest- Intent. Is that what it is? Is it? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just know that bit. Vincent D'Onofrio, that's his name. <laughs> okay. The bug guy from Men in Black, he was in it. Okay. okay. It was like that. It was exactly like an episode of that show you didn't remember. That sounds fun. <laughs> it was exactly like describing <laughs> the show that you didn't know. Well, Marco, do you have anything to push, plug, or anything? Uh, I, 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 I do sketch comedy. You do sketch comedy? I do. I, I'm that's performing true. at the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo. Oh, oh my God! Well, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. We'll I, make our way out to that. You will not. <laughs> <laughs> I have a trial to be at. Jesse Jones. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Jesse Jones. He's been painting our mural out front. He's kind of a Michelangelo. <laughs> uh, he'll be turtle. Not the painter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like orange and nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pizza. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, pizza goes without saying. And dwelling in the gutter. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Uh, Jesse Jones, I hear that once Notre Dame is resurrected, you'll be... Uh, I'm on call. You're on call. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being here, and sorry to bring up Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. Let's play stab. <laughs> sorry, Catholics. <laughs> Production value. Wow. Is that beautiful? The lights should have went down during that, right? Like, who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) All right. uh, This first segment is called Reorganization. You got it? Okay. Uh, Please take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, Being that today is National Clean Out Your Medicine Cabinet Day, uh, today's acronym is HIGHAF. H-I-G-H-A-F. Oh. Yeah, it took me a second to yeah. get that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Hig Half, trust me. <laughs> uh, Jason B., what does high AF mean to you? Uh, it's how I got hospitalized and felonies. <laughs> how I got Cleaning out your medicine cabinet should never be a chore that goes without a little recreational destruction of expired drugs. <laughs> Throwing a random hodgepodge of prescription pills into the garbage or water supply can do devastating psychological and physical damage to the flora and fauna that the water flows to. Don't be so careless and irresponsible with your environment. Eat those pills. 
find out firsthand if there really is a drug cocktail that will make you this way forever. <laughs> sure, I got arrested saving that family of elderly children from a burning toy factory, <laughs> but it was worth it how I remember it. Even if eyewitnesses and police say I was seen starting a structure fire and stealing guitars from a pawn shop, that's how I got hospitalized and felonies. <laughs> Very good, Jason B. What does the B stand for? You'll never know. <laughs> Zatch Zealot, hello. What does uh, high AF mean to you? Oh, oh. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know how you can't go to a food bank or an underpass without seeing some stank-ass denim-wearing dreadlock-having free thinker <laughs> offering up their drugs and bongos? <laughs> You ever just want to run up and take a shit in the middle of their drum circle for trying to peer pressure people? Me too. That's why high AF isn't only me right now after taking an extra Ativan before the show, which was premeditated, but it also means hippies insist guy has a freebie. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Jack. <clears throat> Marco Cabote. What does high AF mean to you? High AF. Means Highlander Enthusiast Guild Headquarters and Forge. <laughs> this is the name of the third most popular but first most overbearing officially sanctioned fan club for the immortal 1985 Russell Mulcahy classic film Highlander. I know what you're thinking. Third most popular, but there can be only one, right? <laughs> Fuck you. Think I haven't heard that before? Those dickbags at Hug Hog, Highlander Union Group Holdings in Gainesville, and Hohag, Highlander Organization Enjoying Heartily Appreciated Gathering, yeah, uh, can eat a bag of dicks that rode in from, that they rode into Scotland on. You might be asking, but Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, what makes your group the most overbearing? A title bestowed upon them by the biased Gainesville Times that also was going <laughs> to was going to use they bag of dicks. <laughs> but, oh, they ate all they bag of dicks, huh? Yeah, that's what they called us. Well, I'm glad you asked, Turbo. <laughs> it's that Highag, Highlander Enthusiast Guild uh, Headquarters and Forge, has an actual forge, so you can forge your own lopsided, third-degree burn, burn-scarring glob of metal you hoped would make you a badass sort to use in a duel through the centuries so you could be your very own Castagir, which is a character from Highlander. He was the black guy. <laughs> there was one in Highlander. <laughs> they, 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 that's called commitment, but the real commitment, more than pretending Highlander 2 never happened, is keeping your name and everything you wrote after realizing by the fourth paragraph that enthusiasm starts with an E, not an I. <laughs> half his commitment to grammatical inaccuracy is the real there can be only one. <laughs> Very good, Marco Cabote. <clears throat> Jesse Jones, what does hig half mean to you? Get settled in. Okay. <clears throat> hey broads. <laughs> you looking for relationship advice? Course he is. Always seems like you got a magazine or some other in your face looking for answers about the hows and whys of dudes. <laughs> seems by now you'd be better good at these relationship things. 
what with it being the whole of what defines you and your life and whatnot. But what I know, I only got nine kids from six different sluts, so yeah, maybe I know a little something about relationships a little bit. So you want advice for keeping your man from running off with somebody prettier or tighter or better at being not alone and crying about why that is? <laughs> Didn't realize how sausage heavy the cast was. Uh, well, just follow my one tip for a better good relationship time. Ask yourself this, you weepy skank. Ask yourself, Hig... Hig half. Have I given him amazing fellatio? <laughs> well, have you? It's a pretty easy question to answer. Step one on knowing the way to answer town on this easy stretch of truth road. Have I recently had a dick in my mouth? This is a pretty easy question to answer as there are few things one can legitimately confuse with a dong box in your tonsils. Assessment the second. Was it this fucking guy schlong what was marinating in my spit sauce? <laughs> you want to know good and for sure that the guy you're thinking about is the one what had his pecker all up inside your chew cave. <laughs> if it was another dude, what the fuck are you doing with another dude's dork in your complain pipe, huh? <laughs> Huh, Sherry? Ain't I good enough for you anymore? Get out of here! <laughs> and the final way telling query of the hig half, did at some point, did big man whimper all breathlessly, shoot goo, shoot goo, <laughs> before almost immediately falling asleep and dreaming of a new blood sport he invented combining football, jet skis, and flamethrowers? <laughs> If the answer is yes, then don't you fuss your pretty head none. You and that guy gots all, gots it all sealed up nice and solid. That's a match made in super heaven. And don't worry too much about the A in Hig Half. Amazing, when applied to fellatio, pretty much just means at all. Because exactly zero blowies in the history of mouths has ended with a guy looking down at a cream glazed face, shrugging his shoulders and saying, I could have done without that now that you mention it. <laughs> Just be secure in the knowledge, ladies, that every F is A. <laughs> oh my God. Very good. I tell you, when <laughs> you're <laughs> it's really making it hard to have that argument that women believe that all... <laughs> Male comics sit in dark rooms making horrible jokes. <laughs> to be fair, I rarely go with dick jokes, so I save them up. And they've just been building up. And they explode out on stage when it's... <laughs> well, very good. Very good. Uh, one more time for uh, that segment right there. That was good. Yeah. That, I laughed. Uh, that brings us to our next segment. Uh, it's called the Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please compose three haiku in regard to the following topical uh, story. Headline, boy, 11, has surgery to remove 70 magnetic balls from his penis. This is real news. Doctors in southeastern China have performed surgery to remove 70 magnetic balls from an 11-year-old boy after he inserted them into his penis out of curiosity. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> 
The unnamed boy was taken to uh, somewhere that I can't pronounce. <laughs> University's School of Medicine affiliated children's hospital on Sunday night after he complained of pains in his belly. Uh, let's see. Yeah. After x-ray images showed a shadow of his bladder, the boy admitted what he had done. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, I did it. <laughs> yeah. The 70 balls, each with a diameter of 5 millimeters, were retrieved from his bladder in a minimally invasive operation lasting two hours. Uh, let's hear your first of three haiku, Jason B. There is no contest among his friends, it's well known, who has the most balls. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Okay, so I'm confused. This kid's dick is like a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> Marco. The fridge taunts me so. The pictures it holds with balls. I shall undrink them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing how perfectly my first lines up with Marco's. <laughs> titled Like a Crayon Drawing. <laughs> in, in, in they go. I'll stop when I can hang from the fridge by my dawn. <laughs> Jason, you're second of three haiku. 70 damn balls. That's a little impressive, but I can do more. This <laughs> one ties in a little bit. Okay, no, seriously. How did he get them in? I could only fit 12. <laughs> Marco. I feed the koi, yes. <laughs> unto, the bre unto the breach, ball friends. <laughs> the pain, worth it, totes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, second is titled McKellen or Fassbender. <laughs> I suppose that's one way to get Magneto to hella jerk you off. Jason <laughs> <laughs> B. It was not winter. And yet somehow my tongue ring still stuck to the pole. <laughs> Zach. When this kid pisses, it sounds like a pellet gun that's screaming in pain. <laughs> Very good. Marco. Bladder magnets. Fun. Yes, ten. Yes, 40. Yes, more. Oh, 70, no sexy. <laughs> Very good, Marco. Jesse Jones. My last uh, ties in with uh, Zach's last. It's called Urethra Master. <laughs> the discipline, though, to not have murdered dozens with one ill-timed sneeze. <laughs> Very good. That was the topical haiku challenge about the... Very good. Very good, everyone. That was funny. That <laughs> was good. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, thank you. <laughs> you guys did a real good, funny job. There. <laughs>
seems more patronizing than I think. No. <laughs> I think he's just surprised that I'm doing okay. No. I'm, <laughs> you're not doing okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're doing great. This is your first time on the show. Is this also your first time, Marco? The second time? This is my second. Second, yeah. Second, yeah. Okay. Was I hosting the first time you did it? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. This third segment is called uh, This Was Today Once. Uh, Jason, today is Dutch American Friendship Day. Uh, also on this very date, 1882, Charles Darwin, English biologist and theorist, died. Uh, How do you celebrate these uh, events in tandem? On this day, I celebrate by pondering how the Dutch survived the course of human evolution. (laughs) (laughs) These stoned, fermented, dairy-chugging, wooden-shoe-wearing Neanderthals somehow trudged their way through history without perishing from mass food poisoning and broken feet. (laughs) I will also celebrate by watching insects fuck while impregnating as many Amsterdam sex workers as I can to propagate the spread of my most successful DNA combination, in turn, providing them with my natural immunity to windmill cancer. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Jason B. Thank you very much. Very good. <clears throat> Zach, on this day, 1927, May West is sentenced uh, to 10 days in jail for obscenity uh, for her play, Sex. Also on this date, 1989, a gun turret explodes on the USS Iowa, killing 47 sailors. Uh, how'd you celebrate these two events in tandem? Well, I chose to celebrate these bullshit events by daydreaming that John Morris Ross IV was a sailor on the USS oh. Iowa oh, and wow. that a gun turret exploded and injured his hands beyond all repair so that he may never write such a prompt again. <laughs> I mean, come on. What the fuck kind of prompt is this? How do I make a joke out of someone being jailed for an obscene play when I agree with the judge because, quite frankly, sex is sticky and also disgusting. <laughs> anyway, I also thought about John being jailed for 10 days to give us a break from his reign of comedic terror. But then I remembered that thoughts do nothing, and I have to act to truly celebrate. So, John, I've gone ahead and signed you up for the Navy. Good luck, asshole. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I think I'm too old, though. I think I'm too old to go now. I don't know the rules. I'm 40. I'm 41. Let's look it up. Someone look it up, please. <laughs> One of the three crowd members. I'm going to discredit what I wrote. Thanks. Okay. Very good, Zach. Back on top. Very good. Marco, yeah. on this date, 1713, with no living male heirs, Charles the VI, <laughs> Holy Roman Emperor, issues the pragmatic sanction of 1713 to ensure that Hansburg lands and the Austrian throne would be inherited by his daughter, Maria Theresa, not actually born until 1717. Uh, also on this very date, 1946, Yankees, uh, the Yankees switched from third base to a first base, first base dugout. Does that make sense? How do you celebrate the <laughs> aforementioned events in tandem? Charlie Six don't give a shit. <laughs> Nuh-uh. You seen his cocksure gaze, his comp- overcompensating hat? He don't give a fuck. Nuh uh. <laughs> ain't got no make oh ain't got no male heirs, whatever. Charlie 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 Six gonna do what Charlie Six gonna do. That kingdom of Hungary, Archduchy of Austria, Kingdom of Croatia and Sardinia, he, he gonna give him to his chick ass daughter and, and he don't give a fuck. 
about the mutual pact of succession in 1703. That can just eat a bevy of presumably lead makeup dicks belonging to presumably a bevy of Highlander mortals dueling their way through the centuries. Charlie Six don't give a fuck. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull a Charlie Six and just celebrate the, the 1946 moving the Yankees from the third base dugout to the first base dugout by pouring a cold one out all over the floor of the motherfucking third base dugout, bitches. I'm going to go into that, and then I'm going to go to the end of the away team third base clubhouse and grab Babe Ruth's, I'm sure, still there locker and rock it back and forth and throw it on the ground. Then I'm going to drag it out to my 88 Plymouth Reliant K car. I'm going to throw it in the trunk. Wrap it in recycled wrapping paper and give it to my uh, henceforth unborn daughter while simultaneously flipping off my older brother who has a perfectly fine homely Yankees fan daughter who could have been a stellar ruler of Sardinia. That's called Charlie Six in it. Very good, Marco Cabote. What's that? Um, Is it? Oh, no. Because <laughs> presumably you're a very old person who realized that their life is fucked enough that after the age of 35, probably, you need to go to the Navy. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I feel, I feel you really great gave about him you. a mic for that? <laughs> yes. I did. <laughs> they told me no. <laughs> I went to do it and they said no. I wanted to be a floaty army man, but I can't. I got my hat my uniform. I be a water no. soldier. Bill Murray was like forty five in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's totally false advertising. Also, Marco uh Cabote brought up uh Reliant K, also a Christian band. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> didn't know that. Jesse Jones. It's a hell of a car. Uh, they crossed over. They they crossed over. Yeah quite well got on secular music radio anyway uh jesse jones uh-huh. on this date 1987 the simpsons first appear as a series of shorts on the tracy ullman show first uh first starting with good night yeah. also on this very date 1966 japanese wrestler el samurai was born how'd you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem i didn't write anything about this but i do remember watching those shorts on the tracy ullman show and it was the only reason to watch the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> it was. It was good. <laughs> uh, but that sort of ties into the beginning of my actual... You know, there are retired professional athletes, fully practicing doctors, and in some rural households, grandparents who have never lived a day of their entire lives when new episodes of The Simpsons weren't being produced. <laughs> But that's, of course, nothing compared to the show that these two events brought to my mind. The long-running Japanese anime, Future Destroy Impossible Destiny Boy Soul 89, which just started its 55th season this spring. Now, you might think that an anime series running for five and a half decades may have a high barrier for entry to new viewers, that it might be difficult to understand all the history and get up to speed on where these characters have gone in their 2,113 episode journeys. But let me assure you, if there's anything true in this universe, it's how completely accessible and easy to follow all anime is. (laughs) Take, for example, Itsuki, the original Destiny Boy Soul. Now, (laughs) when he started on his journey... He was just an innocent sparrow strangler thrust into a, 
thrust into a fight for survival against an invading army of robotically enhanced scorpion people who enslaved all of humanity and destroyed all weapons that the survivors could potentially use to overthrow them. Now, Itsuki was uh, recruited by an impossibly old fortune teller who told him that he was destined to be Earth's fight champion surprise because... Because centuries ago, a wise alien race uh, implanted nanotechnology into the genetic code of humanity. Now, um, while over the years, most of the programming had been bred out of the people of Earth, one cluster of nano-soldiers continued to survive in Itsuki's bloodstream, waiting until the time which was prophesized uh, that uh, Itsuki would be called upon to save all of humanity. And uh, then, of course, in the final battle, Itsuki transformed into a 70-foot-tall robot aircraft carrier, to battle the Skyfire Eternity Wasps. Now, <laughs> while all of that did happen before the start of Season 4, it's important to know, because it's referenced a lot by the current Destiny Boy Soul, who, for the first time since 1991, is a girl again! <laughs> so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is that I just spent the day world-building with a burlap sack full of magnetic poetry words. As per usual. <laughs> Very good, Jesse Jones. Very good. There's that sound effect. This brings us to our fourth of five segments. Uh, please don't leave. <laughs> uh, this last segment is called, or this fourth segment is called Vows to an Asshole. Uh, you guys, congratulations on your recent nuptials. Uh, let's hear those vows to your new soulmate. Uh, Jason B., uh, you'll be marrying a Lego that you step on. That's the asshole that you're marrying. A Lego that you step on. Hot Lego. I promise I'll never want to stop shoving other Legos up your backside. (laughs) Shoving you into the backside of other Legos. Sometimes both. I never knew I wanted to find you. But once I did God, I spent so much time wishing I had seen you just a little sooner. Sometimes you're right there when I get out of bed and your touch still brings me to my knees. <laughs> I promise I'll always cry out for you. I remember the first time you made me scream. It woke my wife up and that's how she found out about you. <laughs> Just when I think you'll leave, you stick with me every step of the way to the bathroom. <laughs> Very good, Jason B. Alego. Zach, uh, you'll be marrying George Zimmerman. <laughs> And as quickly as my comedy career began, (laughs) it ended. Thanks, John. All right. Dear George, my unnecessary gatekeeper of random sidewalks, your ability to shoot children, get away with it, and then basically admit you killed them in cold blood takes my breath away. I vow never to be 13 years old and walking home at night as to not invoke your wrath. I vow to look the other way when you sell your Confederate flag paintings or even the murder weapon that the police gave you back for some reason. (laughs) And no matter how cold it is, I vow never to wear my hoodie. I know that upsets you dearly. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Huh? We're having fun. (laughs) Fuck you for that. I just spit everywhere. I apologize. You did did great. You did good with it. Marco. spit? Uh, you'll be marrying uh, Bluto from Popeye. Bluto. Bluto. I can't imagine life without you. I remember the first time we met. I was standing at the corner of some black and white street, and you belligerently forced yourself 
into my personal space, tickled me under the chin, and all around forced yourself on me in a way that has not aged well at all. <laughs> but apparently, that that's what I like. I like when an oafish troglodyte with a with with a beard like a wet rag beats the shit out of my much smaller sailor boyfriend and kidnaps me, whether that kidnapping be in the rundown trappings of a Depression-era town when a lot of pianos needed to be moved through windows, <laughs> or that kidnapping be in a kaleidoscope of varyingly offensive stereotype-filled old-timey times where you were either Sinbad or a Mexican bandit. <laughs> Who also occasionally needed to have heavy pianos with subgrade ropes pulled through windows. But the real re- reason, the real moment, the real moment that solidified my love was the last time I winked at you, pitting you and my small sailor boyfriend against each other in a desperate dash for my affection, and you pummeled the ever loving shit out of him till he lie motionless and dying. And he saw his hope, his final can of spinach. He, uh, spinach, and he opened it miraculously with his pipe and went to eat it, and you swatted it away, broke his fucking neck, and finally proved your love to me. Thank you, Bluto. I can't wait to be your husband. Very good. Very good, Marco. A little sad ending to Popeye. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jesse Jones, mm. uh, the asshole you'll be marrying is an amalgam of every boss you've had. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like just two and a half years ago we met. And two and a half years ago before that, that we met again. And then two and a half <laughs> years ago before that again. Some say I have a problem with commitment. But I tell them to fuck themselves. Because they've never even met you. And don't know what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) How I've looked forward to every morning, being forced to listen to your loud, obnoxious, uneducated opinions on everything from politics to medical advice. (laughs) Oh, how the laughably out of touch and simplistic nature of your solutions were so consistently matched in their pointlessness and stupidity (laughs) by your confidence in their importance and brilliance. I can also still remember how I would consistently cringe and recoil as you, just a year or two younger than me, would constantly address me with a bouncy dude or bro as we started our mindless drudgery dealing with some of the worst people I've ever known. (laughs) Were you trying to develop some sort of friendship, build some sort of bond? I was there to work. (laughs) I didn't want to be your friend. Or then how even later still... You're constantly chipper, happy-go-lucky, and confusing, borderline fawning attention for me and my work just made my skin crawl. I mean, what's your fucking problem, am I right? (laughs) And actually, you know what, Uh, now that I'm hearing some of this out loud, I think I'm just now realizing the problem here. What was supposed to have been vows to an asshole boss has suddenly, somehow, and unexpectedly become vows from an asshole employee. (laughs) <laughs> needless to say <laughs> needless to say uh, this has stopped being funny for me <laughs> and I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> I've got a lot of serious assessment to do about how I've lived my life up until now <laughs> and 
that's not what I was looking for from a day of writing funny ha-ha bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, John. Thank you so fucking much. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good, Jesse. Very good. Very good. Let's, let's get... There we go. <laughs> a sound effect. All right. That brings us to our final segment of the evening. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, this last segment's called Department of Tourism. Uh, congrats, everyone. You've all been hired as tourism directors of the following places. Tourism. 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 Uh, make us want to come there and visit and or live. I don't know. Uh, Jason B., <laughs> uh, take us to Brandonatopia. Brandonatopia. Brandon <laughs> Welcome to Brandonatopia, Brandon. We're all Brandon here. Our mayor, Brand Brandon, has spared no expense in making sure that this quiet Brandon community is a veritable Brandon paradise without crime or sadness for Brandons. So welcome, unless you've got some crazy ethnic name like Zachary. <laughs> then get the fuck out of Brandontopia, you bigoted, non-Brandon piece of rabid camel shit. We'll string you up by your little Zachary Pecker and leave your shit-covered, dying body nailed in pieces to our city gates as a warning to the impure non-Brandons. <laughs> So come see our scenic rocky landscapes, tourist shops, otherworldly beautiful beaches, Brandon. You're always welcome in Brandontopia, Brandon. <laughs> Very good, Jason B. The B stands for Brandon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. Zach. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Sorry about that. Mm. I don't know. If it, uh, take us to Jigsawopolis. <laughs> Jigsawopolis. <laughs> Well, hey there. Welcome to Jigsawopolis. Did you come here for the puzzles or free medical exam that's complimentary with our compatibility test? Probably the latter, but let me tell you, our selection of puzzles is spectacular. We have ones with dogs on them, ones with cats on them. You ever seen a puzzle of the Twin Towers before and after? Of <laughs> course you haven't. And I can tell how excited you are by how badly you're shaking and twitching. So let's get you into our compatibility booth to see how you fit into our little community. Watch your head now. What's that? You're locked in and there's no test? Yeah, I'm afraid this Jigsawopolis is based around that dickhead puppet from the Saw movies. You're fucked. We're going to torture you to teach you a lesson about being a drug addict or whatever the fuck that movie was about. <laughs> Very good, Zach. Very good. Marco Cabote. My way, Ylvania. My way, Ylvania. Take us to my way, Ylvania. Hey. You just got off the highway? Of course you did. It's the only way to get here. My way, Albania. Where you'll do things the Marco way. Right on the Ford Bronco of childhood to the deer kill killing fields where you and your kidlets can show Uncle Larry you're not a pussy. <laughs> what? Were those lasers? Probably from the laser tag arena full of lasers Marco has a fanciful appreciation for with absolutely no interest in the understanding the science behind them. <laughs> Look out there, over, uh, uh, over more something. I have poor handwriting. Look out there, even more. Oh, oh, look out, over there, even more shoehorned references to Highlander. <laughs> and is that metal music I hear? What? No, it's Def Leppard and Kylie Minogue. That's the, that's the Marco heaven you never knew you never wanted. <laughs> 
So grab a Hondo guitar, put on your favorite Dio shirt, get your last Jedi DVD stomping shoes on. It's I know it's just a fucking movie. I know I fucking know. I mean, back on track. I mean, let's all hold hands and sing an overtly earnest power ballad about helping the children and flying through the 16-bit neon color world of my Oh, of my Whalevania. Because once you do, you'll wonder why I didn't mention my kids or fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiasm with an eye. <laughs> Very good, Marco. Very good. <clears throat> Jesse Jones, uh, <laughs> take us to uh, Virgin Marysville. Yeah. Virgin Marysville. <laughs> Welcome to Virgin Marysville where your every delicate, embarrassing, or regrettable life situation can be easily explained away with a fantastical story or two. <laughs> Founded on the belief that there is no problem that can't be solved by a bigger, louder story, <laughs> Virgin Marysville offers visitors and residents alike a, limited ca- a limitless catalog of increasingly ridiculous or get-out-of-jail-free cards. <laughs> For anything life can throw your way. We know, for example, that there's no way you could have burned down one of Virgin, Virgin Marysville's many highly flammable libraries, made entirely of bricks of compressed oily rags. <laughs> could you have? Of course not. Everyone that was there saw the fireball throwing contest between Sasquatch and those seven possum standing on each other's shoulders wearing a long trench coat. Whose favorite thing in the world is going to the liquor store with the nearsighted clerk and buying beer for all the middle schoolers in town. (laughs) And of course, we know Sasquatch drove away from the scene of the crime in the actual Bigfoot monster truck. Nothing else would have made any sense at all. And you didn't walk out on your wife and child that decade and a half ago when you said you were just going out to grab a pack of smokes and you'd be right back. You were obviously abducted by a group of Virgin Marysville lovable prankster space aliens who beamed you onto their spaceship telling you that they needed your help to bring peace to their planet after centuries of endless war. And they only just returned you today. It's a hilarious joke. (laughs) And look, here's a note (laughs) written by their ruler, by the ruler of the alien planet apologizing for any inconvenience. (laughs) Of course it's written in a language that you can't understand. So there's no way that you can confirm what it's saying. What, did you expect aliens would write in English? Now you're being the jerk. (laughs) And anyway, that kid's not even actually yours. Since there are no biological fathers in Virgin Marysville, (laughs) as every pregnancy since the town was incorporated was obviously the work of God. Not your best friend, not your co-worker, and certainly not the best friend of your co-worker. (laughs) So just shut up about it already, stupid idiot. (laughs) So come on down to Virgin Marysville, where you know that when you point your finger at someone else, there's three more pointing back at you. And that's perfect, because it gives you three more great alibi. Very good. That's the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for all the comedians you saw tonight. Jason B. Zach Zellett. Marco Cabote. And Jesse Jones. Yeah, if you'd like to hear uh, more Stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold. Stab, the number four gold.com. Check us out on uh, SoundCloud. We're also on Stitcher. We're also on all other things, too. Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube. Thank uh, you. 